0: Hey, my name is Spencer, and you are tuned in to another episode of the Tempo Report. This week, I got to chat with Toronto based band Altered by Mom. Altered by Mom is the brainchild of Devin Lougheed, formerly of Hey Ocean, and broadcaster turned musician Gina Kennedy. Hope you enjoy.
1: All right, well, I'm Devin, and I'm here with Gina. Hey. And uh, we're from a band called Alter by Mom. And then each of us also uh, makes music of our own, and plays with a lot of other people. We both play with Sky Wallace and Sky Wallace band. And, yeah, I produce some albums and have a great time. That's basically <laughs> us.
0: That sounds awesome. You know <laughs> music is about music's all about community and coming together, right?
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I figure we're like, if you've got a music problem, yo, we'll solve it. Or something. <laughs> we're like, we're a Swiss Army. Check
2: out Army. the mic while the DJ Yeah, up. we're like
1: a Swiss Army musical knife, or at <laughs> least aspire to be.
0: <laughs> How did Altered by Mom come together?
1: Uh, so Altered by Mom began in Vancouver as kind of a... Uh, I, I had a few different kind of songs uh, for my last band, Beekeeper, which I think, Spencer, you and I first... Met yeah. chatting about, and I had some songs yeah, that that <laughs> didn't really fit. You know, Beekeeper was all about like being kind of inaccessible, being really weird, really taking people f- on a on a silly musical ride, and uh, that was hard to do. And I don't know that it was that popular. So I had all these newer songs that weren't a good fit for Beekeeper, that were more uh, I don't know in the vein of classic songwriting, just trying to write. Songs that weren't so, didn't throw up so many hurdles to the listener that, that could express an emotion.
2: Actually, it's funny because Beekeeper is how Devin and I met as well, Spencer, which is pretty funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Gina was on the radio back then at SiriusXM, and I did an interview with her, and it was awesome for many reasons. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, so I, I started out there and uh, played some tunes with some pals, but it wasn't until uh, I moved to Toronto that things really got going and now it's way more of a collaborative uh, sort of two-piece and then we usually have a drummer kicking around or other other folks that help us bring the music to life live but uh, in the studio it tends to be just the two of us
0: it sounds like you uh, experiment a lot is that correct of me saying
2: oh yeah absolutely I mean we're lucky that we have a studio in our home uh so you know we can kind of just find inspiration anywhere and at any time uh and when we do that uh (laughs) wild things can happen
1: (laughs) it's true right now we're actually in the middle of a uh uh well it was going to be a very ambitious project but now that we're all stuck indoors (laughs) maybe it's less ambitious but we're trying to release uh one song a week this year so that's 52 songs total excuse me and one thing that's been kind of freeing with that is it does let us experiment with like s- different styles things that are adjacent you know we could say here's an acoustic ballad and maybe we wouldn't usually choose to uh focus our attention on an acoustic ballad but now it's kind of fun to to do that so
0: yeah in- inter- interesting uh yeah it sounds like quite the um ambitious project when you plan to release all these songs once it's done
2: Yeah, so, uh, well, we're releasing them every week as it goes, so right now you can get, uh, you know, all the songs we've released thus far uh, on any streaming platform that you have, Uh, but in the end we're kind of scheming if we're going to do other, kind of like a greatest hits, pick kind of our favorites and put it on an album, Uh, we're definitely going to print at least one vinyl of the entirety of <laughs> yeah. the project.
1: Maybe just for ourselves. Probably
2: just for ourselves. Who's going to buy that? Spend honestly. a thousand
1: bucks to have this yeah. one special version just um, for
2: us. But. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're kind of scheming of doing a show where we do actually play all 52 songs. So we'll probably live record that as well and then potentially pick out some of our favorites from that. Uh, yeah. Recording, you know, it's it's yeah. it's I've kinda... like to
1: tie that into like a charity or yeah. something, because who wants to hear 52 songs, even if, you know, yeah, half yeah. of them are good. Yeah, we'll but, tie it into to some kind yeah. of event for to,
2: you know to, to pull raise it money, off. But.
1: There's a there's a Vancouver comedian uh, named Graham Clark. I don't know if you know him, Spencer, but he's totally funny. But he recently did 24 hours of stand-up <laughs> for charity, where he just stood up on a stage and did. <laughs> You know, jokes for 24 hours. So this is like our kind of easier version of that, I guess.
0: What's your creative process like uh, when making uh, when making music and writing lyrics?
1: It definitely tends to vary, I think. There's a couple different scenarios. Uh, on the one hand, maybe myself or Gina will come to the other person with a fairly fully formed idea, and then it's about getting the other person to help flesh it out. Sometimes we will come with... Not fleshed out ideas and really work on it together. Sometimes we'll write something completely new from the ground up, and then the other option we've been actually doing a lot of uh, fun co-writing with other folks for this for the fifty-two songs. Uh, so to bring in, you know, a third temporary songwriter to work on a couple songs with us. Uh, it's it's funny because I tend to because I've I've worked that on recording my own music for so long. As part of writing, I tend to also demo things. So I'll often come to Gina with like an idea for a song that's like fairly tracked out, and that's just part of like what I need to do to get it out of my brain. Uh, but she usually
0: puts a good spin on it, and
1: it uh, definitely becomes uh, altered by eyes by the end.
0: <laughs> back to a question about touring. Uh, back when this is all, back when this was all um, normal. um how often would you guys tour and would you have any like interesting stories that you'd want to share with me
1: yeah definitely i mean we so with altered we tended to play i guess we used to play in vancouver with the old uh lineup but we tended to sort of stick to the Toronto, Montreal, Halifax route. It's just Canada's a really big country. I'm trying to think. We've also got some pretty fun stories from uh, being on the road with Sky. I know on, was it Halloween? It was. Yeah, so, the,
2: the church thing? Yeah. yeah.
1: So on Halloween, we played a show in Palmer, Alberta. Which, Saskatchewan,
2: right? What,
1: oh, is it? Is, oh, yeah, it's a Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Yeah. yeah, in Palmer, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and basically it's like this little town. I'm not even sure if we're supposed to be telling people about it, but it's...
2: It doesn't totally exist. It's technically a hamlet.
1: Yeah, it's technically a hamlet. Which is
2: categorized as kind of a village that has 30 people or less, is it? I think it was 20.
1: Yeah. So, like, we're reading on the Wikipedia on our way out there, and Skye's kind of smiling because she has played there before. But basically it's outside of Red Deer, like 45 minutes in the middle of nowhere, And I think 20 people and their kids live there. Mm
2: -hmm. And there's
1: this old church that they actually moved. It was built there and then they moved it like a hundred meters to the right or something. But we played a show there and it was Halloween. So all of these folks are there in costume with their kids in costume. It's freeze. It's negative 100 degrees. It was so cold. Yeah.
2: It just, it was the one of the first snows of the year. It was in October. Ugh. Yeah. Because Halloween. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was at the end of October. And it, it just blanketed the pra- prairies with snow. So it was, I think it was minus 20 when we got out there.
1: Yeah. Which was... we were
2: not used to yet because it was only October. <laughs> or
1: ever because we're human beings. Yeah, that
2: too. So cold.
1: <laughs> uh, but we played this very surreal show to like, a bunch of demons, basically, because they're all in costumes. So at this weird, well, like, not weird, but odd church in the middle of nowhere all of Hughes taken out. We're playing a rock and roll show to demons of all sizes. But
2: it was wonderful because everyone was dancing. They had kind of a fire pit inside, which I don't know how safe that was, but <laughs> yeah, it was great. There
1: was a fire pit in the middle yeah, of the um,
2: But it was awesome because everyone was dancing and having such a good time. They had a, a Halloween costume party. They gave us some moonshine that they made. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was amazing, but the funnier part, too, was that we were supposed to stay in this little bunker that they had for artists because they support a lot of artists going through because, as I'm sure people know, there's not a whole lot of places to play when you're making that route
1: yeah
2: and uh we ended up it was too cold so we ended up actually <laughs> crashing at our wonderful friend megan nash who's also a great artist yeah. uh, she put us up for the night in her living room yeah, <laughs> so well, we... she's
1: one of the 12 people that lived there Yeah,
2: so we there was six of us or five or six of us and we all crashed in her living room and it was just this big slumber party we ended up having um which was... made us
1: such yummy eggs Things in the morning. Yeah,
2: yeah. And we had to leave at, you know, seven in the morning the next day to keep going. But it was, it was just, it was such a wild night. And we were all joking that the next day, you know, the church wouldn't be there. All those demons wouldn't be there. And,
1: (laughs) you know, it was all a dream. Well, that church burned down
2: 50 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) But something we'll never forget.
0: What's the most random or unique place that you ever played? I guess, I guess you just talked about that, but.
2: I mean, you know, we did the Cat Festival. Yeah,
1: that was one of them. But uh, yeah. yeah, the Cat Festival, that's right. Yeah. So we played a couple years ago with Altered by Mom. We uh, played at a festival in Toronto that was like cat related. So they showed this cat documentary and a bunch of people came. It was outdoors and we... For some reason we we played it, it was totally fun. Yeah. But totally random like we're not It uh, was right downtown. I mean we've got cats and they're awesome, but the it's not really we don't sing about cats yet, but we <laughs> yes. might. We need more songs. Yeah. So maybe yeah. we will. So that was pretty unique, just playing to a bunch of cat lovers, you know.
0: Sounds pretty weird. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> That's one word. Yeah. And it
0: sounds people sounds like people would have been like under the influence of something.
1: Yeah,
0: a little bit of catnip, if you know what I mean. Was music always something that you wanted to do?
1: You know, hilariously enough, I think Gina and I, even though we came from very different places, she's from very rural Nova Scotia, and I'm from regular, plain old, nowhere southern Ontario. But we both, I think, followed this path where music was a big part of our lives, and we totally loved it, but it didn't seem very it seemed very risky to pursue it or something like it wasn't like I'm from Brantford, Ontario. It's like Wayne Gretzky is from there. And that's about, <laughs> that's about it. Right. In terms of saying, I guess Logan Stats is killing it right now. He's from Brantford, but uh, let me get back to the point. So each of us kind of did other things that we were interested in. So I did way too much graduate school. I studied political theory. Uh, Gina actually had a pretty successful radio career. She was like on air at, uh, um, indie 88 here and on Sirius in Toronto and on Showman in Montreal it was an afternoon drive host in Halifax and all of that. But for each of us, those things were always more like like functions so that functional so that we could still play music. Like music was really fun. We always did it, but it's like, well, can we make a career out of it? Who knows? And like, hey, it's good to be good at other stuff. like I think Gino being a radio star doesn't mean she's not a great musician right but after a while that musical urge just like it drags us out and we just had to do it I couldn't deny it and it it just like kind of makes sense at some point
2: yeah I think it's the same for Devin as it is for me too it's you know there were points where music was never absent from our lives you know we grew up performing both of us always and you know we're, we're quite well-versed in our instruments. And, um, you know, we take pleasure in performing. It's something fun that we both like to do. But I think there were times in both of our lives where we just said, okay, enough. I'm going to do this thing now. And music always brought us back. I could never escape music. I just, when the times I would get so frustrated and didn't want to be a performer at that time, I would always find myself three months later, you know, dying to be back on stage again and craving it so badly. And it's just something that, you know, we have to do. And, um, so yeah, I think that now, uh, especially be- coming back to Toronto recently, within the last year, you know, we're both head in, you know, completely over our head, totally happy with all uh, the music stuff that we're doing. So it's uh, it, it all brought us to where we are today, which I think we're both pretty grateful for.
0: Gina, how did you make the transition from uh, broadcasting to music, I guess?
2: Yeah, well, it's funny. I actually made the transition from music to broadcasting and then broadcasting back to music. So I actually went to music school, uh, university for opera singing and for piano, um, But as we all know, the careers that come into that are you either teach or you're an opera superstar, superstar, which was not my fate. Yeah. So that was not my fate. So uh, I moved to Toronto and, you know, figured I had to do something. And I wanted, you know, a job that still kept me in the music industry and kept me privy to, you know, those conversations that you want to have with people and, um, you know, keeping a thumb on the pulse, if you will. So. I, uh, yeah, I just, I've always been a good performer and radio is very much about performing and talking about music, which is things that I love to do. So I just paired those two things and I would just, was one of the lucky ones. Radio is an extremely difficult career. Oh, uh, Even
1: harder than music, honestly, <laughs> in a weird way. Like...
2: They're comparable for sure. And it's, you know, it's really hard to, to, to get in and, you know, cause you think about, the, your favorite radio DJs they've been those DJs for 20 years nobody gives up their job in radio once they have it so there's very few openings when it does happen um, and it's yeah it's hard to claw your way to the top because there's so many talented people out there um, but yeah I was lucky enough to score a gig at Sirius XM was like my second radio job I had a job in my hometown uh, which is actually where George Canyon is from <laughs>
1: Whoa.
2: but yeah and uh, Anne Murray's actually from down the road too but anyway so uh yeah so um got you know the gig got serious, and it kind of opened me up to the world uh the behind the scenes if you will that I had never seen before of of the music world you know I got to talk to music directors and program directors and music supervisors and all these awesome industry folks who often don't get enough credit uh that they deserve um, for really kind of keeping this Canadian music scene going um, along with the artists of course so it was really awesome and I'm super grateful to have those connections and, and, you know, I was always the radio host known as being the one that can play the music and stuff and my interviews were uh, were always kind of a little more seamless because I could relate to a lot of artists on a, on a musical level as well as um, in a professional scope, so I found that they kind of really meshed together and Honestly, it. I just uh, at the end of the day, I I had just been burned by radio a little too many times, <laughs> and I got the opportunity uh, with with uh, Skye's band and with a couple couple other bands that I play with, especially in the last few years, who really wanted me to be you know part of their projects, and um, I was lucky enough that I could seamlessly make the transition over, and now I'm just loving it. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pretty good. Well, whether you're in broadcasting or music, it's like a sense of Community I find, right?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. You know what's funny? You said sense of community. I was sitting here thinking like, I think I accidentally like slagged my hometown there when I was talking about where we're coming from. And I, it actually had a great musical community that's kind of responsible for me doing music. I think my what I was trying to get across that maybe I didn't was that like, there was nobody there that was like in the industry and was like, here's how you make a career out of this. Here's how you do it. So for me, it was always like, yeah, that's all of our hobbies. And we do it and we like go down and we like have an all ages venue and it's totally great. But I didn't know anybody that was like, well, here's how publishing works and here's how a label deal works. And here's how you actually uh, can have a career as a musician. And it wasn't until I sort of got exposed to bigger cities that that kind of stuff was more prevalent. So go, Brantford, go. I didn't mean to talk down to you there. <laughs> but um, your hometown, I have no idea how you did anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my hometown, it's funny because Nova Scotians, it's not do you play music, it's what do you play. Everybody plays music. It's just worn into the fabric of of East Coasters. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. just everybody does it. So it's kind of, it's funny. It's some people make a career out of it. And it's, it's kind of, you're just part of the party. You know what I mean? Like, like, Think of Nova Scotia as a kitchen party, and it takes all kinds to make that kitchen party awesome. You need the cook, you need the host, you need the musician, you need the entertainer, you need the storyteller, you need, you know what I mean? It's just kind of a crock pot of a whole bunch of people, so.
0: That's an interesting kitchen analogy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that could be our next so album many... title, The Kitchen Analogy.
0: <laughs> there's so many like different ingredients you you need to make all the things like run smoothly.
2: Exactly. Everybody plays a role, and all of those roles are important. What's
0: your greatest musical um, accomplishment? I'm going to just throw that to both of you.
1: Oh, that's a tough one. I'll give you a couple answers. I'll go roundabout like that. I think the, <laughs> the Alter My Mom song that first kind of... It was an accomplishment because it got people to take that band seriously. Uh, it was a song called Joanne. So people seemed to like that song, so people got into it, and... I'm still trying to escape it to this day. I'm very proud, I think as a music producer, the Sky Wallace record was a real point of pride for me. Like, Sky's amazing. Everybody on that album worked so hard. Uh, It was a lot of fun. And there's a record by a Vancouver band called Bad Pop that uh, is, it's actually been done for a little while now, but it's, it's, it's had an interesting battle of its own to get released. But that, when it comes out, that's like one of my favorite records. It's just so cool. Everybody uh, worked so hard on that one that was involved. And it's it's a real high thing. I just enjoy pretty much playing every Alter My Mom show now with Gina. Like, it's so fun. It's That's, a, you know, a success for me.
2: Um, for me, it's probably one of the biggest ones was uh, another moment with Sky. <laughs> Love you, Sky. Where I actually got to perform uh, for the radio station that I worked at, at Sirius XM, uh, going to perform a, a session uh, as a musician on the other side. So I think I am I might be one of the only hosts on Yeah, you on used Sirius to host XM. those, right? So yeah. Then... So it was the show that I used to host and me being on the other side. So I think I'm one of the only hosts to have ever crossed over <laughs> and successfully do it on the other side. So that was a really big music milestone for me. Another one would be uh, one of my most recent songs uh, that I kind of took the lead on uh, was added to a bunch of playlists online, uh, which always feels really good, you know, when people are really digging your music, and it got us, you know, a bunch of uh, attention, which was great, and that felt really good. (laughs) Well, it's
1: one of these 52 songs, and it's easily the one that's, like, had the most mass appeal that people have liked the most, I really... I dig it. It's had a hundred times the attention as the rest and that's super yeah. cool. Check it out. It's called Get Right by Altered by Mom and yeah.
2: Gina Rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I think, honestly, and I sound sa- I know it, it might sound, you know, contrived or whatever, but it's anybody who, you know, even yourself, you know, reaching out and wanting to talk to us and if our music affects anybody, it's it's an awesome day. So
0: what's the story behind the name Altered by Mom?
2: <laughs> Everybody. because it just that. seems
0: so weird and strange <laughs> it is that sums us up
2: though <laughs> yeah yeah it's
1: it's worked so perfectly i mean and who hasn't been altered or changed yeah or everybody's altered by, by their mom their mom in some way but the the story for us is i was having a uh, a musician moment as anybody who's tried to pursue re- Music Professionally has, where you are like, what am I doing? I'm a joke. I need to stop (laughs) this. I need to get real. So I had actually written up, uh, created this resume that I was going to use to go out and get like a a real job, in quotes. Uh, And I sent it to my mom over email to get her impressions of it. She's wise in those ways. Sharpen things up, do a little editing. And she did some editing that I never actually saw because she sent it back uh, and renamed the file as "altered by mom.doc." So I <laughs> named a band like that, and never even opened the resume. And here we are.
2: <laughs> You're one of the only people that knows that story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Interesting. That just that name just sounds just so weird and so experimental. I just never never heard something like that
2: well it's funny whenever we tell anybody our name we say altered by mom and they immediately as if cued they say altered by what yeah altered (laughs) Altered by by mom
1: (laughs) or they just call us mom something oh you're that bad mom something yeah we'll take it what's
0: your musical influences like
2: Uh, well for me um, you know it's a lot of strong female presence Uh, so you know you're Dolores O'Riordan uh, the Cranberries, um, Melissa Aufdemer, she's uh, mm-hmm. one of the bassists uh, from Hole, uh, Courtney Love, I love Courtney Love. <laughs> um, you know, those, like, you know, your Atlantises, your, your Liz Fairs. How about, you know? like, Avril when she was cool? Yeah, I mean, Avril definitely was a huge... <laughs> You know, she she was close to my age. <laughs> well, you're the right age, right? And, like, and yeah, someone yeah. At, at the time when she kind of blew up, and she was Canadian, so that was a big deal for me. Even Chantal Kravacic, who, you know, wrote a lot of Avril's early stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, she's another Canadian who I was like, wow, Canadians are doing the Sarah McLaughlin, she was, you know, someone who I knew from a very young age, being from Nova Scotia, she was a big Nova Scotian influence. Shania Twain,
1: that yeah. was also another
2: big one. Laurie Morgan, I loved country when I was a kid, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, and for me, I think, like, there was a huge influence on me was actually that Brantford music scene when I was growing up with lots of bands like Sour Keys, Vermicious, Knit. It was just, like, uh, maybe those were all bands doing, like, their best impression of other bands, but I didn't know those other bands, so I I liked that. Uh, But then I've also just, I really love classic songwriting. I love when a song seems to speak to, like, nearly everyone in a very universal way or i like when something is so specific that even though i don't can't relate or doesn't seem to apply to me i get their feeling or i get what they're going for you know that's a cool thing so i guess it's more of a philosophical inspiration but there's that uh what is like a guilty pleasure band of mine aqua i think writes that aqua's aquarium is such (laughs) a great record start to finish you can't argue with that (laughs) Like I listen to cool music too, but it's hard to argue with Aqua, you know. Yeah, you love
2: Ween. Ween is a big yeah. One ween is
1: cool. Like yeah. I've got, I've been like a late in life Ween guy. Yeah. Uh, you like Self? Oh yeah, Self. So there's this I cool. Like Curtis Yeah, yeah. This band Self, who is a project by this guy Matt Mahaffey, uh, guy from the states. I think who
2: we've reached out to. Reach out to us, Matt.
1: Yeah, write me back, Matt, <laughs> with my fanboy email. And guy, like he's so cool, he's a multi-instrumentalist, he's a producer, he's made all these records for so long, and he's had some success, but not as much as he should. And I think he's best known for a song that he placed on the Shrek soundtrack that is like not indicative of his style, and I'm, I don't know, I'm a big Matt Mahaffey fanboy, and his, yeah, he's, he's got a, his first record, so by himself, called Subliminal Plastic Motives, and it's like it's so cool. He's such a tour de force. i a geek for self.
0: I'll circle back to like um, some of the stories behind your um, behind your songs.
2: Ah, uh, sure, yeah. So, get right is our uh, most recent success. <clears throat> so that one, uh, as the title kind of lends to, is about. Uh, You know, getting a real job, getting right, you know, doing going on the right path kind of thing. That's kind of where I was thinking of. And, you know, a lot of people sometimes not so much anymore, but the last probably four years or so. You know, whenever you would talk about, oh, my band is doing this thing and we're creeping up in age, I'm not old or anything, but, you know, <laughs> we're getting there. I'm in my 30s and people, you know, would like to say, well, oh, you're still doing that or, you know, and, <laughs> you know, we don't have kids or anything. And 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 not that that's there's anything wrong with not having children like we, you know, it's like
1: musicians have different life. Yeah, it's just sometimes. it's just
2: musicians have a different path, I think. And it's and, you know, like how Devin was saying he wrote the resume one time, you do have those, you know, crises sometimes and so that's what that song came from and you know especially talking about people when you come from a a small town it's very easy to fall into the status quo and to kind of do the normal nine to five and and there's nothing wrong with that but that's just not for me so yeah it's just kind of talking about you know how life can be really weird but that doesn't mean it's wrong just because you don't do the same steps that everybody else does, that doesn't mean that your path is askew or that you're not going the right way, which I think a lot of people can relate to, regardless of what profession totally. you're in, <laughs> especially those in the <laughs> arts. But
1: Versus the story behind our single that came out this week, which is a song called Funeral Tune. And it's a fictional story about a son confronting his mother at his father's funeral to ask if, uh, his uncle is really his dad. That's <laughs> you
2: know, more. <Mark>. So it, <laughs> <laughs> it
1: is, <laughs> and, it, and it's like a goofy song, which is kind of,
2: you know, it's one of my favorite ones to play. got have
1: humor and everything.
0: <laughs> I guess I have like one more question. Just tell my audience like what what you have going on in your life and what type of like releases that you have coming up and what do you want to do after this stupid virus is over.
2: Well, first of all, we hope that everybody is safe and healthy and that they're doing okay with this virus. And we hope uh, that we can get back to real life soon. We do have some stuff that is planned for the summer. We're not able to say yet because it's, I mean, likely it's going to be canceled at this point, but hopefully it's not. Um, But we're just going to continue releasing a song a week. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Just going to keep. Keep yeah, I would just say,
1: once this is back to normal, go and see live music. <laughs> it's, yeah. Whether it's us, whether it's anything, like, we're all hankering to play for you. It's going to be different. It's going to feel strange at first, because we've kind of now been told that everyone else is scary and is going to make us sick. And it, it'll be hard to unlearn that. But we humans like to be entertained. So
2: Yeah, I, and music really brings people together. I think I,
1: it'll bounce back.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. a special
0: time it's like a language that everyone speaks right eventually things will
2: be
0: things will pick up it'll take a while but it will actually i like one more question how are you dealing with uh this quarantine what kind of stuff are you doing to keep you guys keep yourselves uh sane and creative
1: We've been doing a lot of yoga, although Gina is way better at it than me. It's, a, it's I, know, true. I guess it's not a contest, <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, I've been playing a lot of guitar. I've been trying to, like, play, like, shred guitar like I played when I was in high school, where I'm like, how fast can I get? I just want to be so fast. Cooking a lot. We're working a bunch, too, so that does help. It's just, like, on the one hand, if you feel like taking advantage of this time to, like, learn a new skill or learn to cook something that you've never had before, like, that's totally great. Do that. And on the other hand, if this is a time where you need to, like, beat some video games or watch some movies or something, like, it's, it's very strange. And there's no rules for how people deal with this. I'm starting to see, like, a lot of Maybe slightly combative memes and stuff online over, like, are you getting enough done? Or, like, this is not a time where I have to get anything done. It's like, man, just, you're all right. Everyone do you. No one else has to do that. Just, like, do what you need to to get through this time and don't feel bad because of the internet.
2: (laughs) Yeah, everybody is different, and you just need to listen to your own body and your own mind and your own needs and just listen to that. Do you, you know?
0: Where can people... Find um, altered by mom online.
2: So at altered by mom, uh, that's our Instagram. Uh, altered by mom on Facebook. It's
1: also our Twitter, but there's nothing there. Yeah, don't if you there. even use
2: Twitter? Uh-huh. <laughs> Who are you, no but, kidding.
1: Yeah, and you can find altered by mom on all uh, on yep. Spotify, Apple on Apple Music, Title,
2: Deezer. I don't really
1: like Title. If anybody wants to talk about that, no one seems. To...
2: <laughs> well, Title pays artists a little bit better than Spotify does. I'm a fan does, so. of Title. Yeah,
1: it's good. Uh, but you can you can find us there. Uh, we've got a website uh, that is mostly on updated at alteredbymom.com. But it should answer all your questions.
2: Yeah, got- reach out to us on Instagram. We yeah. always write back. So.
0: All right. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for taking the time to.
2: Yeah.
1: Thanks, ma'am.
0: And I I really uh, really appreciate it. Starting a podcast has definitely been my avenue to stay sane. So nice. But- I'm Um, so glad
1: you're still out there supporting music. I know you've been at it for a long time, and I hope you're staying also (laughs) safe and occupied and and totally stoked. It's like, we only get one life. We might as well be stoked, even if we have to stay indoors right now.
2: (laughs)
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, Stay safe, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Sounds good, man. Take care. Bye. Welcome back to the show. Hopefully you enjoyed my interview. With Devin Loheed and Gina Kennedy, the artists behind the band Altered by Mom. To find out more information about this band, go to alteredbymom.com. And if you want to find out more information about the work that I do, go to djspencer.ca. You stay classy, Vancouver.